Hey everybody, welcome to episode 92 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. This week, I want to talk about coin hunting or clad shooting or coin shooting, whatever you may call it. So let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoy the show this week. But before we begin, I want to give you the following information. If you want to give me feedback or interact with the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at Detecting The, Instagram at The Metal Detecting Podcast, or you can try out our new Discord server and you can pop me an email to Kieran at TheMetalDetectingShow.com. If you'd like to leave me a voicemail, please do so on speakpipe.com, The Metal Detecting Show. The link will be in the show notes. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can actually do so now on buymeacoffee.com forward slash metal detecting. And lastly, and most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hey everybody. I hope your week and your year is getting off to a great start and the weather's starting to change for you all, allowing you to get out. I got out this week. I returned to the beach where I found that musket ball and all those bullets just before Christmas. And God almighty, it turned out to be a frustrating hunt. I did try and shoot a video for YouTube, so hopefully that'll go up in the next day or two. So check that out. Actually, if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, just check it out. You know, like and subscribe and all that crap. Um, There's only 88 subscribers there now, right now, but that's okay. I'm a podcast. I'm not a YouTube channel. Anyways, back to the, the story at hand. So yeah, I went back to that beach uh, where I found the musket ball previously, and it was bullets galore. There was hundreds of bullets. Just to remind you of the terrain, it was a it's a clay bank that exists just off a beach. So it's essentially almost like uh, a field hunt, but on the beach, if that makes any sense to you. So essentially I was digging in clay, not sand. But I got out there and there was bullets galore, hundreds of them. It, there were so many, it was like I was hunting on a very trashed outside. Every swing of the coil, I was hitting a, a bullet. I, I worked out with the CTX with a six inch coil. So you can imagine how bad it must be if I every swing of the coil I was hitting a bullet. Quite a few of these bullets were just sitting on the surface. So you could literally just see them. I'll put a picture up on Instagram of the extent of it. So it was essentially like trying to hunt on a, a trashed outside, trying to noodle out all the good finds from, from that situation. And realistically, I should have just given up. But I had driven nearly 45 minutes to get to that site and I, I had committed at that stage. So I said, you know what, I'm out here. I'll give it a couple of hours and let's see what happens. First of all, any find I did find that wasn't on the surface was in hard packed clay. And if the find was anyway deeper than two to four inches, I was in danger of breaking my shovel. I would stick the shovel into the ground and it would actually bend the hard wooden shaft of the shovel. So I was OK, I need to restrict my depth to about two inches here to make it easier because it was such hard work trying to dig in that clay. I was also fighting the tide. The tide was coming in. So the situation didn't allow me much time to flute about with iffy signals, let's just say. I did a good solid two hours. I found some nice bullets, bullets from the 1850s and onwards, a couple of modern coins, but nothing more than that. I'd say 95% of my finds were lead. So frustration got the better of me and I said I'd take a break after about two hours. So I went back to my van and I'm sitting there and I'm having a, a quick coffee 
And I said, you know what? Now I'll do a quick search on, on the old internet and the interwebs on what's going on here. Why am I finding so many bullets? I had done a previous search on the site about, about a month before Christmas. And that turned up nothing really of much. Cause I mean, essentially I was looking at old research and I suppose this is the, this is the hot take from my hunt. So I did, I just happened to narrow my search, just typed in the name of the location in Google and up pops a local article that had just been recently published in a local newspaper and the headline just really gave it away thousands of bullets washed up on the shore of x beach and the story goes on to talk about how people were going out to the to the beach in recently just after christmas just after i had been there previously and were pulling up hundreds of bullets from that era 1850 up to the 1960s and it turns out this spot was the part of an old military range from the 1850s onwards to the 1960s and was heavily used for target practice by the British soldiers in the Irish Army. Would have been called the Reserve Army in Ireland, or the FCA. There's an Irish word for it, I can't think of it. But they, these guys used to target practice on targets out in the sea at this point. So that totally makes sense of why I was finding so many bullets. But just goes to show that even a modern local newspaper can give you the information you're looking for. But yeah, essentially thousands of bullets had washed up from the firing range or the butts, as they used to call it. And even the, even the article goes on to say that a musket ball had been found. Now, I don't know where they're talking about my musket ball. I wonder, are they long-time listeners of the show? Um, I found a musket ball at Pride of Joy, and I lost it over Christmas, and I found it again. So it's, it's um, yeah, the musket ball that keeps giving. But to go on to say, and I, I really enjoyed this part of the story, that um, Irish fishermen would have to scarper as bullets would rain down upon them as they were going past this beach. So uh, I can imagine uh, occupational health and safety these days would have something to say about that. But just I'm just picturing Irish fishermen. You know, we did thwart the Russian Navy recently off Cork. Go the Irish fishermen. Blocking the Russian Navy with our little Irish fishing boats off the Irish coast there. But it seems back in the day we were afraid of a few old bullets landing beside them. But you listen, <laughs> I have to say I'd be in the same boat. Um, so on to this week's main topic, right? We're going to talk about clad or coin hunting or shooting. The reason we're going ahead with this episode, I felt I had to counter episode 84, where I announced the demise of coin shooting, which I'll recant a little bit later on. But, you know, coin or clad or coin hunting or coin shooting, we'll just call it coin hunting from now on, really does scratch that collector's itch that most metal detectorists have. And coins have a habit of traveling to anywhere in the world, and there's always potential to find any coin anywhere. Coin shooting is also often the beginner's first step into the hobby. The first hunt is essentially going out to the local park or beach in search of clad coins, modern clad coins, spendable clad. Uh, I did it myself for years, which paid for many an upgrade over the years. And I know uh, Dick Stout of Stout Standards would make this suggestion. And I have to agree completely. And I've seen another guy in Germany do this, where he would keep all his clad coins and put them together and buy a silver coin or buy a, a gold coin that he wanted to collect. Uh, great idea. I might start doing that myself. You know, at the beginner level, it doesn't take long for that to wear off a little bit, you know, finding modern coins. But as a beginner, you definitely start with coin shooting. But there does come a time when the, you get the itch to find something older. And that was probably what would bring us to our first tip. So tip one, if you want modern coins, go to a modern place. And what I mean about modern is someplace that's currently popular. So it might be a park, that brand new park. It might be a, a food truck stop. It might be sports ground. It might be a beach that's just uh, after adding some facility that allows allows people to get into it. 
it's a modern venue. So in other words, it's created recently or it's essentially something that's still popular today or in the local zeitgeist today that you can, you know, you can count on the fact that there was loads of people or there is loads of people attending it on a week on week basis. If you want modern clad, that's where you go. If you want something that's older, you need to go to a place that is no longer popular, but was at some time in the past. So you need to go to a spot that was popular 100 years ago to find coins of that age. Simple as that should be part of your research. And we'll get onto that. That's another tip later on. But then because you're going to a modern place, you really do need to leave no trace. And that's tip two. You need to dig a hole efficiently and almost forensically. A top tip within tip two I would give is to look at Dirtfish Mish on YouTube. I always comment on it on her videos about she has has to have the best technique for popping out clad coins. It's pretty cool to watch. So check out Dirtfish Mish. I did interview her last year. But yeah. Absolutely amazing technique. But there is there is loads of guys on YouTube that are popping out clad coins with hurry knives or screwdrivers even. And to be that good, your pinpointing has to be laser-like. So if you're in a modern place, really it's essential that you leave no trace. Now, if you're going to an older deserted place, you can be a little bit looser on your pinpointing and your hole digging. But the leave no trace logic still rings true. You know, you don't want to be leaving craters or holes all over the place. You need to leave it as you found it. The point being that in an, an older deserted place, you're not going to have an immaculate tailored lawn that you need to account for when you're digging a hole, right? On older places, that brings us to tip number three. You're not going to know where these are without some solid research about your locality. Local history clubs are a goldmine for this type of information. They know where all sports grounds were, all she beans or all schoolhouses. You get the idea. Speaking of all she beans, your local pub, for example. I know I've used my local pub several times as they have old pictures on the wall. Generally, if it's an old pub, well, in Ireland, some of our pubs are over 100 years old. So that makes it easier for us. And they may have pictures of that era, you know, very early photographs that are on the wall. I know my son, for example, came home from the local primary school with a photograph of my village's main street from the 1850s, which I have now stuck on my wall. I've taken ownership of that. But, you know, that information is out there locally. So immerse yourself locally in the history. And then, you know, on to tip number four, coin shooting requires a certain mindset. I've said this before, be positive and be patient. Unfortunately, as coin shooting is always a first step for beginners, it can also be the most frustrating. Trash levels are through the roof in modern areas. You know, pull tabs, which don't really exist now, but bottle caps do, are littered all over parks and beaches and stuff like this. You need to be careful not to look back on the day measuring all the trash, but measure all the coins and the fresh air that you've got at the start. You know, you're not going to be a perfect metal detectorist at the start. In fact, none of us are. We all need to strive to, towards that perfection. But when you start out and you're coin shooting, and it, maybe if you even are a seasoned coin shooter, I presume that optimism or setting expectation or being positive has leaked into your bones that you do know, I'm going to go out here now. I look at this site. This is a park of type A or whatever types you may have in your head and say, right, I expect to get about 10 euro off this site today, 20 euro, or there's been thousands of people at this site. There's an old music festival or old fairground. I should expect to get coins from the last hundred years easily off this site. Your research will inform your decision about where to search, but it'll also set your expectation before you go in there. And if you set your expectation correctly, you're going to be onto a winner. And finally, for coin shooting, I have to go with the test bed. This is essential to sharpen your skills as a coin shooter. You absolutely need a test bed. 
with as many types of coins in differing orientations as you can imagine and hit that before you go detecting. This is to attune your ears to the tones and not set your eyes to the VDI. But you also need to tune your test bed to what you're looking for. I did mention this in episode 84, you know, the debt of coin shooting. And I suppose this is the counter to that. In that, I said, you know, people aren't using as many coins. So you need to adjust your test bed to reflect that. But you're going to have to start looking for older clad coins or older silver coins, whatever. So you're going to have to tune your test bed to that. Now, if you're not at that level, tune your test bed to looking for the clad coins you may have. You may have to have a test bed full of Nordic gold, which is what the euros are made out of. If you're looking for silver, make sure you have some silver in there. You need to set this up so you can get used to your features and discrimination correctly. You know, recovery, notching your threshold, the whole lot. Your test bed really facilitates this view. I know I did say in episode 84, it was the death of coin shooting. And maybe that was a little bit more apocalyptic. And it is unfortunate, but I suppose that's what makes these steps a little bit more important for success. So just to recap quickly, tip one, if you want modern, go to modern spaces, but don't expect many coins or at least as not as many as our generation were used to in the 80s and 90s. Tip number two, leave no trace. You want to go back to these good places and if you can leave a spot in better condition than you had beforehand. If that means picking up a little bit of litter as you go, then so be it. Tip three. Even though I do say research, 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 but for client coin shooting and clad hunting, you know, you need to research locally. Um, and I don't think there's any further explanation needed for that one. Uh, tip four, be positive and set your expectations correctly based on your research and tip three. Finally, tip five, attune your test bed to the modern landscape of coinage that you're looking for. If you're looking for modern coins or if you're looking for older coins, attune it to the older coins. And that's it for this week. I hope that makes a little bit of sense. Um, yeah, um, I'll chat to you all again next week. <laughs>